Welcome. You're listening to a certain degree. My name is Nick Jurgudiu. This is the podcast version of To a Certain Degree, the radio version originally broadcast on WPRK on November 2nd, 2020. So this is a rerun of sorts, but it might be the first time you've heard it. So does that make it less of a rerun? Question for later. On this episode, you will hear from a lot of people, the main guests being Mike Leitner, Adam and Megan Judd, and Danielle Ziss and Bobby Wesley. I also went back and pulled some audio from how some past guests feel about something that's kind of ubiquitous within Florida, but not Orlando, the beach. That is going to be Robin Hoffman, Scott White, Sean Walsh, Rachel Simmons, Sarah Fisk, and Lee Perry. I don't know why I did those intros. If I had time, I would do wrestling music for all of them and intro them that way. In any case, enjoy the show. Good morning. You're listening to A Certain Degree on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. My name is Nick Jargudiu. I would normally have the immense honor of interviewing people from the Orlando area who are doing neat things live on the air, but we're not in the studio right now, so I'm doing this via recording, and I'm going to use pieces and parts from past episodes. So we're going to hear from Mike Leitner uh, talking a little bit about cosplay, Adam and Megan Judd, who are going to discuss a terrible business idea of mine, Danielle Ziss and Bobby Wesley about the storytelling process, their own storytelling process. And then first, let's hear about something we all have mixed feelings about. I think people in Florida have mixed feelings about the beach. Yeah, I want to go. It's far away. I don't want to go. It's gross. Those types of mixed feelings. Here's Robin Hoffman, Scott White, Sean Walsh, Rachel Simmons, Sarah Fisk, and Lee Perry talking about the beach. You grew up in Florida? I did not, actually. Well, I did partially. I'm, yeah. I'm lying to you now. Okay, um, great. That's a, we're off to a good start. I grew up in Long Island in New York. Okay. And then when I was 10, we moved here to Florida. So I still consider myself a little bit of a New Yorker. I go back quite often. Yeah. And as soon as I go back, I start talking like them. And, I, you know, we have coffee. We don't have coffee like we have here. So, you know. Sure. And it was uh, in the interior of the state that you moved to. Was it Deltona-ish? Yes. Yeah. How'd you know that? I just know Are things. You, n- wait, ha- Nick, how did you know that? There's there's this thing now called the internet <laughs> that you could look up and instantly find. Did you Google me? Embarrassing things <laughs> about people. No, what I wanted to ask about, so from Long Island, moved to Deltona. Yes. How do you feel about the beach, bread or butter? <gasps> At night, bread during the day, butter. Okay. So nothing about the beach that makes it the beach is the stuff that you like. So the sun. The sun, no. The sun and I don't get along. <laughs> I've had skin cancer a couple of times. Oh, so okay. I get, um, yeah, a little afraid Got of it. the sun. So, so nighttime, nighttime is the right time. Oh, I love the sound of the waves and the smell of the sand and the beach and the salt water. I just love it. So I wish I could enjoy it in the sun, but it just stresses me out too much. So, so if we just had a sound and smell machine for you. Yeah, I, I could dig it. How do you feel? And and this will be interesting. I mean, you are you have you have a few tattoos. I do. How do you feel about the beach? I don't like the beach. You don't. Like well, the beach. no, the, I like the beach. I don't like the water. 
Okay. I, I went almost 20 years without getting in the ocean. And um, and then what happened? Did you get in the ocean? I have a child, so <laughs> you had she, to chase she her in. Begged yeah. me to go to the go in the ocean with her, so I did. And I stood out there with my father in law. It was kind of like a King of the Hill episode where we just stood there and yep, watched her. Yeah, yep. <laughs> um, he's in the ocean all the time. They live over there, but I've never been. I, I've never found joy in like swimming or. You know, I tried my hand at surfing as yeah. a kid, didn't, wasn't into it. Um, and there's a lot of stuff out there that I think wants to eat me. I look like a big wounded turtle from underneath, I would imagine. As we all do sometimes, yeah. yeah. You know, colossal squid, you don't know. You don't know what's under there. You don't know what their eyesight is. No. Right? Like, you could look like a colossal yeah. squid because they have terrible I mean, vision. I kind of look like a turtle now, yeah. not in the ocean, so... <laughs> So is that any kind of swimming or is that just yeah, ocean I'm, I swimming? I am not into swimming at all. Not never never have been. Even as a little kid, I yeah. wasn't into it. We had a pool, never went in it. Just wasn't, <laughs> it didn't interest me. Yeah, people find that strange. And it, most people think I just don't know how to swim and I do know how to swim. I just don't find any joy in it. You can, yeah, you can know how to do something and then choose not to do it. Yeah, that's the beach. That's totally fine. I right? like sitting there. It's nice, feels good. How about the beach, fire or brimstone? Fire, sometimes literally, but I, uh, no. Do you like going to the beach and do you like going in the water? I like both of those things. Okay. Uh, it's such a, it's such a a risk though, you know, like the water, it's so uncertain. Are there, are there stingrays in there? You got to do the stingray shuffle. Sea lice is a thing. It's like, do you know, do you know what sea lice is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I grew up near the beach, so I've had. I feel like I've been, I've been through it all. You know, like you get that scratchy seaweed up in your business there. Yeah, you get sea lice. What are you doing at the beach? I'm just that doesn't sound like. Well, I of course I wear my heavy hooded robes to the beach, sure. just like I'm wearing right okay. now. But yeah, no, that makes sense now. Now I get it. I'm used to people staring, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. There's something so seriously. There's something so healing to me about a day at the beach. Like I, I go. You know, you of course now like we discovered that you can bring a tent to the beach, which changed the game entirely. Because of course, being able to shield yourself from the sun, I think is is the way to go at the beach. But yeah, well, and and in for, life for periods of time at the beach. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. There's something the, the salt is so healing. Like even the very nature of the ocean has healing properties. You know, like salt water is good for you. Mm-hmm. Not not to drink, obviously, but. I don't know. Oh, I find it incredibly restorative to just go and like be in the sand and be in the water. I know a lot of people get down on sand because it gets everywhere, but I don't know. It's 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 a great way I think to connect uh, with the earth in a way that you probably don't go outside every day and like put your feet in the dirt and go, oh yeah, like here I am connecting. Yeah. But uh, it's a I think it's it's also like great for recreation. You know, although I did injure my knee playing a game of. Uh, a rigorous game of frisbee a few years back. Oh, okay. but I still love the beach. <laughs> so there's a lot of danger to the beach, but there's a lot of benefits. Yeah. And I like the idea that you can wash the sand off, but you can't wash the healing nature of it off. No, that is a souvenir that you get to bring home with you. Nice. Wow. We for should free. go into marketing uh, just exclusively for beaches and Perfect. possibly sandwiches. The beach. Apples or oranges. Apples. Yeah, I love the, like beach. the beach. 
Yeah, I've lived in Florida almost my whole life. Um, we were I was born in California. Oh, okay. And when I was um, really young, we used to drive to Mexico every weekend and go to Rosarita, Rosarita Beach, which is just across the border from San Diego. So I just, I think for a while, like when I was 14, I was like super goth and I wore black all year. I was like that kid in um, Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I didn't leave the house and stuff. But other than that, I'm always, I've always been a really outdoorsy person. So I really love the beach. I mean, who doesn't love the beach? Except for the goth kids. I, and I the get goth it, goth kids. kids. Yeah. Shout out to the goth kids. I can't. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you gave them a shout out. They need it. Yeah, they do. They won't be awake right now, but later. They will definitely not be awake They'll yet. Be like, Dang, I got a shout out today. Sweet. How do you feel about the beach? Pay an arm or a leg? Uh, a leg. I don't. I don't really like going to the beach. You don't go to the beach. Well, like one, you know, I'm the same color as like a sheet of coffee paper. Okay. So <laughs> I have to put on a lot of sunscreen. It would be dangerous, in other words, for yeah. you to go potentially. And then the sun, you know, beating down on me, I have to like put on sunscreen every hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then I just don't like sand in my clothing. Okay, so if your clothing came pre-sanded, oh, no. maybe you could get more used to it? That Is that terrible. what you're saying? No. Oh, weird. No. That's what I got from it. Okay. I would rather go to a pool than a beach. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So you do like the water, though? Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, my dad's Coast Guard. I grew up around the water. Okay. I could swim before I could walk, so. Wow. Yeah. All right. Not many people can say that. Yeah. Well, they were, like, terrified that I would, like, fall in. Because they town. were around the water. Yeah. They just had you on the boat. All the time. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Uh, So you were like the mascot of the Coast Guard. (laughs) I wouldn't say that. Okay. (laughs) Let's talk about the beach. Okay. How do you feel about it? 40 days. Okay. 40 days. I love the beach. I am terrified of swimming in the ocean. I love going to the beach. Going to the beach. I like... Um, Sitting on the sand. Getting about ankles deep, maybe knee deep. So what do you do to cool off when you're at the beach if you get warm? I like wading in the little kitty side. Like I like going into up to like your knees and then just sitting in that shallow uh, part. Okay. Yeah. I never go. Any when deeper. I do, I freak out because yeah. I think that there's things in there. Okay. So I, we are not meant to be in the water. Everything about our bodies says don't go we can't see we can't breathe uh-huh. our fingers get all pruney which means we shouldn't be in there right wait what about baths okay even baths like we shouldn't be in there not not completely submerged all the time right you can enjoy bathing but i think going in the ocean to me that's someone else's home that's many thousands of different species home oh so we're trespassing we're trespassing that's how i feel got it okay and so i feel like when i sit on land by the beach i can be mesmerized by the gravity of how large the ocean is it's a beautiful house sure but i'm not just gonna walk in and sit in someone's living room when i wasn't welcomed you know and i'm really not fit to be there because i don't even have gills so Right, so you're just the interloper at that point. I like to visit maybe for a couple minutes, but then go back. Go on their lawn. Yeah. Just hang out, see how soft it is, cool off a little bit. And then I, you know. And then come back up to the the land where we belong. Yes, I literally freak out if I go in too deep. 
It's traumatizing. But hang on. It's not because you're in somebody else's house that you freak out. It's, well, there's like things at my ankles telling me, please leave. <laughs> like every time I look down, I see something. There's yeah. a fish, there's a crab. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm going to get out of here before you bite me. Because so they have polite. every right to bite me yeah. or to sting me, whatever they, they want to do. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I, I hadn't <laughs> thought of it that way. But overall, a beach is a positive feeling for me. Okay. All right. Other than the fear that you're going to be trespassing <laughs> at some point. So let me ask you this, uh, as uh, I think both of you are writers, more or less, or storytellers on your own. I would say that's true. Yeah, more or less. I think you should always add that whenever you're describing somebody, (laughs) just in case they don't like the label you're putting on them. You're a person, more or less, correct? Uh, let, I, I object. <laughs> let's let's be, oh, come on, more woke than that, Nick. Let's just not. I will try. Yeah, I will try someday. Being. When you're writing, when you're being creative, when you're scratching that creative itch, how do you consume music? How do you find your inspiration? What do you do when you're stuck? I know it's a lot of big questions, but are you listening? Let me start with this. When you're writing, are you listening to music? Yes and no. Okay. I prefer actually to listen to a bunch of other people talking. So I love coffee shops for so writing. So white noise in the background. Yeah. And, and not just white. I want it to distract me. I want to be listening in to somebody else's story that's sitting next to me because it just gives my brain a break. And sometimes you find inspiration without recognizing you're in the middle of finding inspiration. So I just like having constant distraction, which I know is not most writers, yeah. but so constant distraction is what I prefer. voyeurism technique. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But I mean, are you really surprised that my answer is about connecting to people? That's like my whole <laughs> thing in life. I'm like, I love people. Let's hug. So I, yeah. I love that also because you're writing like that is, you know, one of my things in terms of and doing anything creative is I'm always looking for distractions because I don't want to be doing it <laughs> because it's so subjective and I don't want to be doing wrong and I don't want to judge myself on whether or not this is good or bad or sure it's awful it's kind of the same with me I think my brain has to rethink the same paragraph over at least 5,000 times Mm -hmm. in order for me to feel like okay I'm comfortable with this paragraph for today and then I'll come and visit it again at at another time but a lot of my writing is technical and not creative so it's even more difficult because it's you know it has like a right and wrong, it feels like, yeah, right? Like is, if you're writing about it, medical stuff. It, it is tough when, you know, the thing that you do for a living, you know, you're writing for clients or you're writing on these projects, but that's also the thing that you do to enrich yourself or express your yourself. Art, yeah. So you may be working on something that you have to churn out for a another person or organization. And then at the end of the day, you might not have that anything left in the tank uh, to do. To go and do write your own yeah. stuff. Yeah. But so yeah, for, for me, I mean, whether it's a work project for if I'm doing a branding exercise for someone or if it's my own thing, like, yeah, music is hard because it's, I want to be kind of in the zone and really focused on it. Um, but uh, yeah, so I don't need that kind of distraction. But, you know, my writing process mostly, and I don't know if this is all writers, I feel like it's most, um, my, my process is you open up a Word document and you hate yourself. Like, that's that's where I start. And, <laughs> that uh, blank screen. Yeah, that blank screen. You're yeah. like, oh, this is your, you've got nothing. You've, you're, this is all garbage. But, uh, but yeah, you just kind of got to keep working on it. You know, if I, if I hit a wall, um, I pace, I, uh, I self-doubt, I get a, a healthy dose of cortisol running through me, I'll go for a walk or something if I need to decompress or work outside? it through. Yeah, I do. I oh. do. Like only, only during. Super impressed. Yeah, exactly. I know. You, you got to get those steps in. You know, only yeah. at night. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> no, you, you got. You got to. You got to move. I'm trying to die later. You know, that's mostly it. So I'm trying to get my steps in. But uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I um, I just need to get out and wander around. Maybe see, take a walk down a different street, or go go put myself in a different environment. Maybe that'll spark some creativity. What are you listening to, or how do you consume music at that point? 
Um, I mean, I end up I end up podcasting a lot because I like to hear. Um, it's the same with I, I like reading personal accounts in books. I like I like I like I like getting someone's story. Um, but so I like to hear interviews and conversations with people that I think are interesting or have done different things than me because uh, a lot of times you'll you'll hear how they got started or mm-hmm. what their creative process is or just the project they're currently working on. And it just kind of, it wakes me up to different things and different experiences. So um, I, I do listen to music, but it's usually more kind of passively when I'm relaxed around the house. And, you know, uh, like I'll, I, I'm, I'm a cocktail guy, so I'll, I'll make some creative concoction and, you know, sit and, and just enjoy it and, you know, put the stones on in the background or something like that and just kind of kick back. But yeah, in terms of creativity, I either need like an idea to, to take hold and, and, and make me run with it or, uh, or, or again, just generalized anxiety. Yeah. That was Danielle Ziss and Bobby Wesley of the Orlando Story Club. Uh, more, they're, they're of more things than that, but that's where I knew them from, and that's why they were on the show back in 2018. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to a certain degree. If you missed any of today's show or you want to listen to all of the guests in per- perpetuity, I almost said in perpetuity, if you want to listen to more from these guests, their full episodes are available wherever you get podcasts. Just search for To a Certain Degree or to a certain degree.com. Danielle Ziss and Bobby Wesley, uh, as I mentioned, Orlando Story Club. Go check that out as soon as they're able to have events again safely. They had one in October, which was really cool. They will be having more, I'm sure. So check that out. We'll be hearing next from Adam and Megan Judd. Two halves of the same coin. Two two sides of the same coin they're married i don't i'm not really sure if analogies are my strong suit uh but what i do know is my strong suit are terrible terrible business ideas like this one you're about to hear adam and megan may i call you adam and megan you, yeah you can call us whatever you want well not me you can call me adam but yeah, I answered everything. Okay. Sure. Get right up on that mic, Adam. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, now I see you're here. Uh, this was a recent pitch from a listener, and I'm going to steal the idea without giving her credit. I'm just kidding. She's not a listener, so <laughs> I am going to steal the idea. Uh, Tinder, Match.com, Christian Mingle, Farmers Only. Need I go on? No. What's the pitch? Well, I'm getting there. I'm just asking if Be I married. need to go on. Yeah, no, we, <laughs> no, 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 love them all. Is, yeah. Swiping or surveys, all the data or dating and hookup apps out there are missing one very specific component, and that's audio. And I don't mean hearing things from the other person, like hearing their voice, like a voicemail. Who wants that? More of a visceral sound, like translating a personality into a single sound, like a mating call, if you will. Uh. No other sites are doing that right now. So how would we do this? It's difficult, right? Because we would want people, we would want to get information, yeah. we want to dig in, but nobody's giving out their information. Thanks, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, we're terrified now. Right. So we thought we were safe on the internet. That's where we come in with a little company called Dating Call. <laughs> and what we're going to do is meet you. We're going to come to you and we're going to say, okay, let's talk. Let's actually interact. And we're going to come up with that sound for you. And then what we'll do is on the app is that'll just continuously play and so you walk into a store or something, you hear some, you hear some dating calls around. And you're like, oh, that's the sound. That's attractive. That's the sound that I want. I want to listen to that all yeah. the time. Yeah. So that's dating calls. So I'm just out of curiosity uh, if you guys could come up with your own dating call right now. And I'll, I'll work the mic so it's not too loud. 
But Adam, we'll start with you. What do you think your your dating call would be? Like if you could take your personality <laughs> and <Snort>. just uh, <laughs> really? just really, really just take it and make it sublime and into one sound. Anytime now. Yum. Yeah. What the <laughs> heck is one. that? That was a good one. Are, are you attracted to that? I, don't, <laughs> I, I am. No. Yeah, I am. No. I mean. That's the one time today I haven't been attracted oh to you. Oh, my God. <laughs> I like that one. That's going to be my new ringtone. I don't know. I've already been told I am the loudest human on the planet. Great. By people who obviously haven't met the rest of my family. I have been... I have been related to a fire engine. Um, should, should I turn down my headphones now or? Yeah, no, I'm not. No, I, I don't want to be like obstinate, but I just can't even participate in this. This is ridiculous. We, I mean, you could move across the room and do it. This is ridiculous. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Back now. on up. Now. Oh, I'm afraid. I eat. I eat. I don't know what that was. That was good. Uh, I don't know. I. I need to take my I'm a little bird. Like, so I'm, I'm so a little bird you calling right you yeah. across the forest floor. Across the forest floor. <laughs> don't even <laughs> Wait, what sound do manatees make? You do know birds uh, fly, right? I don't even know. Wanna... Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's a manatee. Did that do it for call. you? That yes. Hopefully yes. one of the listeners. That's, yeah. I might be on the market soon. Yeah, okay, yeah, it, it could be. All right, well, thank you for that one. Let's move on to the second idea. So that's dating call. Okay. So we would do that for other people. I'm sensing we might need some experts on some level for uh, for dating calls. Yeah, I really some... think it needs to be digitally produced, and then uh -huh. you've got a bank to choose from, and then... No, see, I think the, the issue with choosing from a bank is just the same thing with any kind of music or anything else, is that you're just going to choose the most popular one or the one that appeals to you. We need to actually translate you for other people. Okay. See, that's where we come in. I'm, I'm thinking Also, like we get paid to do that. that. That massage chair you had at the nail place the other day that kind of gave you the little goose. Yeah. yeah. And we could just record. Like, no one knows that's going to happen. So they're sitting there, and all of a sudden they get the goose, and it's the noise you make when you're goose that is your sound. I knew you guys were the right people for this. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. The Whatever sound it is that, that you make when, when you get goose. the goose, that's <laughs> your authentic call. <laughs> yeah. That's a good idea. Okay. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And I love that it's chair related. Because who's... We want to sit as much as possible. You're not suspecting anything when you're sitting. No. No. Right? No, you're getting your neck massaged, you know, your lower back massaged. All right. Whoop. Dating call featuring, now featuring the goose chair. Yeah. I love it. I'm wondering, you know, you know the idea of having, wearing a mask, right? Mm -hmm. Like not literally wearing a mask, but being another character. Okay. Um, it, I, I'm, I grew up, I'm a recovering introvert. So I was very shy. Being on the radio helps and, and things like that. You don't strike me as much of an introvert. You're more of an extrovert, but... I'm wondering for people who go to cons and, and mm -hmm. do cosplay, um, if it helps because they're, you know, you almost have this protective layer, literally, because oh, yeah. you're in a costume. So you can, it's fun to talk to people at that point because you're sharing yeah. a little bit about that character. You're sharing a little bit about yourself. Was that an experience that you've seen in other people or that you've had yourself is that it's just, it's sometimes easier to have that uh, uh 
not buffer. Yeah, buffer might be a good way to put it. Yeah, absolutely. There there are a lot of people who will, you know, will even tell you that, you know, if they're not at a convention, they're they're some of the shyest and awkwardest people you'll ever meet. But when they're at a convention, they're in that character. Yeah. And they just, you know, it, it lets them be who they want to be. And I mean, that's part of what makes it so fun is you, you do kind of have that freedom to do what you want to do. And you don't, you know, nobody knows who you are. Like, even especially if you're wearing a mask, say you are a Spider-Man or Deadpool or whatever the case may be, you know, literally you could be anybody. Mm -hmm. um, Adam Savage you know, from Mythbusters, he always does yeah, a thing. Yeah, he'll do uh, every, at San Diego. Yeah, at San Diego Comic-Con every year, he does a, a thing where he'll make a costume and he'll walk around until... Uh, like somebody recognizes him. Like he won't say what it was. And I mean, it's crazy because even after a few minutes, sometimes people figure out it's him, even though he's fully covered head to toe. Like I know, like I think last year, the year before he did a Chewbacca costume. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's so cool though, that, you know, it can literally be, uh, you know, anybody behind a mask. And so you do have that freedom to, to do that. And uh, I kind of, to piggyback off that, uh, there's a, a clip on YouTube. If you pulled up Adam Savage, why I love cosplay or something to that effect, mm -hmm. that will give the best explanation to anybody who's kind of curious what it's all about. He explains it and tells a, a really cool story from a convention that kind of makes you really get it because that's something that some people don't get. You know, some people are just thinking, oh, this is just a bunch of weird comic book nerds that dress up and think it's Halloween 365 days a year. And to a certain degree, uh, they're kind of right, but there's so much more to that because yeah. there is so much creativity and the talent. I mean, when you look at a movie, the credits of a movie, you see uh, costume designers, makeup artists, right. prop builders, you name it. When you're a cosplayer, well, you have Oscars for that for a reason. Right. For all these individual talents. And when you're a cosplayer you do all of it yourself. You, I mean, you know, like I said, you, you can commission pieces and stuff, but you know, you make your own costumes, you do your own makeup, you do your own character. So you're the actor as well. You have to improv, uh, you know, scenes on convention floors. So there's a ton of different, uh, elements that go into it. It's really, really a unique art form. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, like you said, people have, you know, they have the freedom. I mean, there are, Lawyers, there are doctors, there are nurses, there are, you know, teachers, anything you can think of, you know, behind these masks that they don't have to worry about being whatever and they can just, they just be, the character. And yeah. be the character and just have fun. Yeah. Yeah. And geek out. And, and then when you see somebody who is that you know, something that you like, you instantly have that connection. You know, you see that uh you know, Guardians of the Galaxy or Superman or whatever. And then you, you have that instant connection already with that person. Mike Leitner on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. My name is Nick Jorgudiu. You're listening to A Certain Degree. That was Mike talking about some of his cosplay experience. If you want to learn more about Mike and uh, follow him and see some of the things that he's dressed up as, and not only dressed up as, but as he describes it there, like personified. I think is a good way to put it. Some of the characters that he's been. Instagram.com slash Mike Light Cosplay. Just like it sounds. Well, Mike is in M-I-K-E and Light as in L-I-G-H-T and Cosplay like you would spell that. 
Before that, we heard from Adam and Megan Judd. You can follow them and learn more about them at metropolisrealestatesolutions.com or wherever you get social media because they're probably on most of those things. I have been Nick Jurgudiu. I will continue to be Nick Jurgudiu. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll probably have some more music, some more interesting people from Orlando. I don't probably, I don't know why I said probably. We'll definitely have those. I'd like to thank all of the guests from this episode. Number 203 of To a Certain Degree, Robin Hoffman, Scott White, Sean Walsh, Rachel Simmons, Sarah Fisk, Lee Perry, Danielle Ziss, Bobby Wesley, Adam, Judd, and Megan Judd, and Mike Leitner. Thank you so much. Have a lovely day.